church say hallelujah. Amen. You awake now. Amen. I saw some of y'all getting your boogie on. Amen. 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 Go on and dance for Jesus. Amen. Ain't no shame in dancing for the Lord. If he's been good to you. Somebody's awake now. Amen. Amen. I 
wouldn't serve a God where I couldn't dance. I wouldn't serve a God that wouldn't put a smile on my face. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good to be in God's house. How many of us are glad to be in God's house on Super Sunday? Amen. We are glad to see you, saints. Amen. For our virtual congregation, let us know where you're tuning in from on this Lord's Day. Amen. We greet you. Every zip code, every area code, let us know where you're tuning in from on this Lord's Day morning. For the Sisters of Watch Chapel, we have a announcement that Women's TNT is normally the second Tuesday, but it's going to be the third Tuesday, the 21st of this month, because this Tuesday is Valentine's Day. Amen. We don't want to get in anybody's way. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Amen. Go have a good time. Have it grown in spiritual. Amen. We are distributing care packages for loved ones of Watch Chapel. Members who are currently serving in the military, please take note of that announcement. But a more pressing announcement, Watch Chapel, is our worship survey where we are asking for your feedback. Throughout the pandemic, God has blessed us with growth, and since we have returned in person, saints have come back in large numbers. Those of you who were not members three years ago, we had three worship celebrations, and we are prayerfully considering adding another worship celebration. We need your feedback. Amen. We sent out a constant contact communication this morning. Please return that constant contact communication so we can pray discern and prepare for what God is going to do in the life of Watch Chapel. Amen. Watch Chapel saints, in particular those who are worshiping virtually, if you are joining us virtually and would like to become a member of the Watch Chapel Church family, go to the Next Steps menu, click Become a Member, and follow the prompts so you can become a member of Watch Chapel and join what God is doing in the life of our congregation. Amen. Watch Chapel today is second Sunday in African American History Month. Amen. And we celebrate who we are and whose we are as a people. As we celebrate who we are and whose we are as a people. We've asked everybody to represent your particular organization or your particular favorite team jersey. Amen. So I want to acknowledge everybody wearing your jerseys today. Please stand. All the saints wearing your jerseys. Amen. 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 
all the saints who are a part of a civil rights organization, please stand. Civil rights organization, please stand. All the saints who are part of a legislative organization, please stand. All the saints who are part of a civic or service organization, please stand. Civic or service organization. All the saints who are members of a social or family organization, please stand. All the saints who are members of an educational organization, please stand. All the saints who are members of a black Greek letter organization, please stand. All the saints who are members of any other fraternal organization, please stand. Saints who are members of business and professional organizations, please stand. Saints who are members of arts organizations, please stand. Amen. We are glad you are here today representing your particular organization but no organization compares to the body of Christ called church. Hallelujah. No organization compares to the bride of Christ. Amen. So we thank God for Jesus making us members of the body of Christ called church. Amen. As we go to God in prayer, we are praying for countries of Syria and Turkey, those persons who have been impacted by that horrible tragedy. I can't speak for you, but there's some stuff I take for granted. That you wake up, see your family, text, dialogue, get home safe, and the rhythm will go on. Let's not take any day for granted. Let's not take any family member, friend for granted. Watched a man yesterday who whole family died. He was the only one survived. We pray for those countries and those persons who've been impacted by that tragedy. Pray for Brother Tyrone Anderson. Pray for Brother Terry Brazell, Brother Joshua Bussey, Sister Yolanda Curtis, Sister Joelle Duran, 
Deacon Emeritus Walter Drayton, Brother Owen Dunstan, Sister Diana Eskies, Brother Al Grandy, Sister Jean Holmes, Sister Melissa Mack, Sister Kim Marlowe, Sister Lita Mae Strickland, Sister Mary Thomas, Sister Michelle Walters, Deaconess Wilma Weeks, Sister Sasha Williams, Sister Brenda S. Wright. We also pray for our Minister of Music, Dr. Adela Johnson, her brother in California passed from labor to reward early this morning. Pray for her family in California and pray for her strength and encouragement. On this Wednesday, I want us to pray for persons who are dealing with memory challenges and issues. Persons who are praying with memory challenges and issues. Call out the names of people, circumstances, situations. We go to God in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for Jesus, our Savior and Lord. We thank you for the body of Christ called church. We thank you for this opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. We pray for every member of Watch Chapel, friends of Watch Chapel, long-standing visitors, those who are faithful in their virtual attendance. Pray God for our light to shine brighter our saltiness to be more flavorable. We pray, God, for safety in Phoenix, Arizona, safety for our world, safety in every major metropolitan city, every local municipality, rural space in these United States of America. Pray for educational institutions, safety and protection for teachers, students. Pray, God, for sane legislation for handgun violence, access to handguns, safety on college campuses. We pray, God, for people who are estranged. Pray for the fruit of wisdom. Pray, God, that you use us to mend fences and to be at least peacekeepers, but peacemakers. Pray, God, for everyone who will hear this word. Keep us, use us, protect us. In Jesus' name. call your attention to the 15th chapter of the gospel according to Luke, Luke chapter 15. I want to begin reading at verse 11. If you're physically able, please stand for the reading of God's word. Luke chapter 15, we'll begin reading at verse 11. We'll read to the end of verse 24. We 
with me say amen. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? Here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of the hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But, how we, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him and ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is now found. So they began to celebrate. Amen.
you're glad Jesus loves you. Since December 31st, I've been in a preaching series entitled, Not Too Late. I talked about it's not too late to let it go. Not too late to live. It's not too late for your dreams to come true. Not too late to witness a miracle. Not too late to try again. Not too late to get right with God. Today, I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic. It's not too late to experience and embrace love. The text has been read in our hearing. I encourage you to read all of Luke 15 in your hearing. Game comes on at 6.30, 6.37 p.m. exactly. We have plenty of time for a nap. Want to spend some time in the Word and then watch the game. Lord, bless your word, bless your preacher, give us ears to hear, remove every distraction so we might hear from you, your words, my mouth, in Jesus' name, amen. Among many things, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, was a phenomenal storyteller. If you are familiar with the life and ministry of Jesus, then you are also acquainted and familiar with the stories he told. Jesus told stories, Watch Chapel, for the purpose of informing instructing and inspiring his followers to both comprehend and advance the kingdom of God. During his three and a half year ministry on earth, Jesus told stories about rich fools and persistent widows. Jesus told stories about faithful farmers and good Samaritans. Jesus told stories about wise and foolish builders and unforgiving servants. Jesus told stories about prayerful tax collectors and unfruitful fig trees. Jesus told stories about lost coins and the importance of counting the cost before we build buildings. Jesus was a phenomenal storyteller. According to this text, Jesus tells a story about the redemptive, transformative power of unconditional love. While the story is about two lost sons, the story takes place against the backdrop 
about the unconditional, redemptive, transformative love of the Father who is the hero of the story. You've been in Sunday school or church at some point in your life. You have heard this story that's called the story of the prodigal son. But if you read deeper, you know it's a story about prodigal sons. Just because you stay at home does not mean you are in right relationship with the father. Are some people who stay at home, yet they are not in right relationship with the Father. Where others are prodigal because they are impetuous, impatient, and insubordinate. But for those of us who want to hear it on Sunday morning, there is one then more. There's more than one way to be out of relationship and fellowship with God. I'd like to talk about the prodigal who asks for daddy's money, goes to the big city, and according to Luke, wastes his daddy's money in wild, riotous living. But we don't talk about the son who was more like us with the bad attitude, who doesn't call his brother his brother, but says that son of yours, who refuses to reconcile and celebrate the redemption of his brother. Because if we talk about the brother who stays at home, that cuts too close to the vest. Yet this New Testament parable highlights the redemptive, transformative power of unconditional love. The youngest son makes the mistakes of being independent when he should have been interdependent, makes the mistake of being impatient when he should have just waited his time, makes the mistake of being insubordinate where he should have been cooperative. Father, because he is a loving, gracious man, loves his youngest son by extending the gift of gracious free will. Father has been there done that, got the t-shirt and the coffee mug. Father knows a little something about life. But he knows his youngest son is not going to listen to him, but has to make his own way. As much as he hates it, he gives the boy what the boy has requested, one-third of his inheritance. Had he waited a little longer, he would have gotten 50%, but because he was in a rush to be grown, got less than he would have gotten had he just waited. The text tells the story of how this young man becomes reckless, rebellious, and ratchet. 
while he is in his rebellious, ratchet season. He discovers himself broke, struggling, unable to feed himself. And while he's at the lowest of low, he has a epiphany experience where he comes to his senses. This young man comes to his senses. The young man recognizes and realizes how good he had it and how he was loved by his father. Son knows that his father loves him. But in his lowest moment, where he's having to beg for the food that the pigs are eating, discovers how far he has fallen. During this moment that he is struggling, he finally realizes and recognizes how much he is loved by his father. He understood love theoretically. But now at this low moment, when he thinks about how far he has fallen from where he should be, when he thinks about how he is suffering unnecessarily, when he thinks about how he has squandered what his father has given him, the Bible says he comes to his senses, watch chapel, because he realizes how much his daddy loves him. And I'm preaching this to bless somebody on this Sunday morning. And like the son recognized and realized how much the father loved him, I preach this word to encourage us as a church and as a people to recognize and realize how much we are loved by our father. Despite the mess-ups, miscues and mistakes, the son, watch chapel, is loved by his father. And on this Sunday before Valentine's Day, somebody needs to hear about how much God loves you. I'm not talking about boo or bae or pookie or missus. I'm talking about the love of Almighty God. You might be loved on earth by a man or woman, but nothing compares to God's love for us. I wish I had some help on this Sunday morning. We are loved by Almighty God. And if you read the text closely, help me preach this watch chapel. Parenthetically, the Father loves the Son unconditionally. What is different about our love and God's love for us and our love for each other, in many cases, we got conditions with our love. Ain't nobody going to say amen on this morning. Let he or she not show up the right way. Let them not come through on Tuesday with what you are expecting. Let you not get what you want on December 25th. Ain't nobody saying amen. 
you will discover how conditional our love one for another really is. But there is a God who sits high and looks low, who looks beyond our faults, sees our needs, looks beyond our stuff, our mistakes, our miscues, our mess-ups, and loves us anyhow. I wish I had somebody who knew about the unconditional, redemptive, transformative power of God's love for us. I preach this to encourage somebody to recognize how much God loves you. Tragically, maybe the number one problem in our community is we don't realize how much God loves us. Maybe the problem in our families is we don't recognize how much God loves us. Maybe your personal crises is connected to not realizing and recognizing how much God loves us. Too many of us do not accept, comprehend, digest, or embrace how much God loves us. The son left home because he didn't realize how much his daddy loved him. Had he realized how much his daddy loved him, he would have waited, he would have been cooperative, and he would have been the son that he should have been. But because he didn't recognize how much his daddy loved him, he left too soon, was independent when he should have been interdependent. Went on his own when he had help around him. But praise be to God, he came back. Come on, watch chapel. Because he recognized how much God loved him. What happens when you realize how much God loves you? Somebody is here today and I want to bless somebody and deliver somebody from Low self-esteem, self-hatred, lack of love, crises internally because you have yet to realize, digest, and comprehend how much God loves you. When we realize how much God loves us, we will stop self-sabotage. Go on, preach, Peter. This young man is sabotaging his own life. He has left prematurely. He has received a portion of what he could have had. He has wasted his time, talent, treasure, energy because he thinks he got something out there that he didn't have at home. And he has sabotaged his life because he has yet to embrace how much the daddy and God loves him. I wish I had some help in here. If you look back over your life and think about the times we have engaged in self-sabotage, 
It has all been connected to looking for love in the wrong places, looking for acceptance, low self-esteem, insecurity, jealousy, envy, connected to not realizing how much God loves us. If we realized how much God loves us, come on, help me preach this. We would not sabotage ourselves. I wish I had some help. Think about the ways we have sabotaged ourselves. Low aim. I ain't good enough for that. I'm not qualified. You got the gifts but didn't submit your application. You got the experience but didn't apply for the promotion. Sabotage. Fine as cat hair but won't go out on a date with nobody because of your own internal issues, low self-esteem. Allowed people to treat you and call you anything and everything because of your own self-esteem. Won't date somebody who's holy, handsome, and upstanding, but want to date a roughneck or a hoochie mama or a thought because of your own internal issues, you or your family when it's all in front of you sabotage but I dare somebody to realize how much you are loved by God if you realize that God loves you unconditionally if you realize how much God wants for you how much the daddy provides for you and protects you and sacrifices for you we will stop self-sabotage. When you realize you are loved, you'll walk with your head held high. When you realize that you are loved, you will want what is best for you and other folk. When you realize you are loved, there's some stuff you won't put in your body. When you realize you are loved, there's some things people can't call you. When you realize you are loved, you want everything that God has for you and you will stop self-sabotage and want everything that the Father has for you. Let me help somebody who needs to hear this. Don't confuse humanity's imperfect love with God's perfect love. Been through so much drama and trauma in life we confuse sometimes people's earthly, inadequate love with God's perfect love for us. He loved me. He, no, that ain't love, honey. That's his insecurity. That ain't love, brother. That's her daddy issues. When you realize that God loves you, you'll stop self-sabotage. This young man, I wish I had my sanctified imagination working, says, I got to stop some stuff because I got a father at home. I got to stop living like this because I got a daddy who loves me. I got, I got, I, I, 
I got to stop some stuff. I'm, I, I got to stop C's and D's because I got a daddy who loves me. I, I got to stop drinking and drugging and blanking because I got a daddy. Y'all can fill in the blanket. Amen. Uh, yeah, amen. Fill that in for what you want to fill it in. Amen. Because uh, I got a daddy who loves me. I, I got to stop some stuff because I got a daddy who loves me. Not only will I stop self-sabotage, but when I realize I am loved by God, I embrace God's love for me, I will renew the relationship. Text says that when the son realizes that he is hungry unnecessarily, groveling, trying to eat the same food that the pigs are eating. He has an epiphany, comes to his senses, and said, why am I here trying to eat the same food that the pigs are eating when I got a daddy at home who has more than enough? I'm going to make my way home. Come on, talk to me. I'm going to go to my father and say, Daddy, I'm sorry. I, I, I have messed up. I can't blame you. I ain't blaming mama. I ain't blaming brother. I'm blaming myself. And the young boy, when he realizes and embraces the father's love for him, renews the relationship. <clears throat> Watch chapel. Whenever we realize how much we are loved by God and the gap and gulf of estrangement that sometimes exists between us and God, and we realize how much God loves us and how God never stopped loving us while we were yet sinners, y'all ain't talking to me, Christ sent his, God sent his son to die for us. We will renew the relationship. Look at this text. I use it. Look at your, use your imagination. The boy has prepared a speech for his father. He prepares the speech and his daddy is standing on the porch looking for his son. We don't know how long he had been gone, but the father Never stop looking for his son on the porch. I know that walk. That looked like baby boy right there. He ain't looking good. He looking raggedy and ratchet, but that's my boy. He notices his boy, and the father doesn't wait for the son. The father goes to run. And greet the son because God loves us unconditionally. God is the pit bull of heaven loving us, wanting us, beckoning us, compelling us. Come on back home. And somebody needs to hear that on this Sunday morning. When you realize how much God loves you, come on back home. Confess your sins. Get right with God. God is waiting for you. God wants you. God loves you. God has open arms. 
Come on back home. The son goes to renew the relationship. Renewing the relationship doesn't require anything except you to come back on home. Come on back home. I don't care what you've done, where you've been. Come on back home. Don't care what you've been through. Come on back home. Don't care how you've messed up, how you've failed, what you've wasted, what you've squandered. God loves you. Come on back home. Look at the text. You realize how much you are loved. Stop self-sabotage. You will renew the relationship. But when you realize how much you are loved, you will appreciate acts of love. Father loves the son. You would have thought the father would have put the son on the chain gang. Said you got to earn your keep. Messed up my money. Worked hard for this money. I gave it to you. Knew you was going to mess it up. You messed it up. You got to earn your way back. That's what we do. But praise be to God. We serve a God in heaven. Who when we mess up doesn't say you got to earn your way back. You got to grovel your way back. You got to shame your way back. You got to. Put your hat in your hand with your head hung low. But look at what the father says. He says, kill the fatted calf. Bring a robe and put it on his shoulders. Give him the signet ring of imprimatur so I can rejoice. Rejoice because my son who was lost is now found. My son who I thought was dead is alive. Praise be to God for God's acts of kindness. God sort of said, go to the chain gang, earn your keep. But praise be to God, when you realize how much God loves you, you'll have an appreciation for acts of kindness. Has God been kind to anybody? You didn't deserve it, but God was kind to you anyhow. Has God been gracious to anybody? You don't deserve it, but God has been gracious. Did God bless you anyhow? Does anybody have an appreciation for God's goodness, God's grace, God's mercy, God's love, God's kindness? I should have been dead, but God saved me. Shouldn't have what I have, but God keeps on blessing me. Shouldn't be in my right mind. Should be addicted, but God is a keeper, sustainer, provider. Oh, how he loves you and me. Oh, how he loves you and me. He shed his life. What more could he do? Oh, how he loves. You and me, stand to your feet, church. God, 
You know what the good news of the gospel is? God loves you. Don't try to be so deep theologically, biblically, spiritually that you try to outdo the love of God. Heck no. Liberation theology, Calvinism, I studied it all. At the end of the day, the gospel is about the love of God. We sang it, yes, Jesus loves me. That's the good news right there. And when you realize how much God loves you, stop self-sabotage. God don't want that for you. Why would you want for yourself what God doesn't want for you? God's got something better for you. Renew the relationship. You can come back home. You can always come back home. You can always come back home. Don't let anybody, don't let these legalistic, judgmental, fire and brimstone going to hell believers convince you to believe that God doesn't love you. No, God loves you. Nothing we can do can make God stop loving us. Did you hear me? I said nothing we do or don't do can make God stop loving us. Disappointed? We may be disciplined, but God keeps on loving me. Keeps on loving you. This for the real folk right now. If God didn't discipline you when you were wrong, he wouldn't love you. Come on. Come on, I'm talking to the real folk right now. Your mom and daddy wouldn't let you get away with nothing. You'd be like, well, Marion went, I ain't his daddy. Well, Peaches went, I ain't her mama. You my child. I need to know who you with, who their mama is, who their daddy is, what car you're getting into. I love you. If their mama and daddy let them go, that's on them. But I got to look out for you. I had a flashback. Appreciate God's love. We don't deserve what God does for us. Can I, can I be real? Let's not be so spiritual that we become entitled. I don't want to be an entitled saint. I want to be appreciative for every act of kindness. I woke up this morning. I said I woke up this morning. Had more than one outfit to wear. Y'all ain't talking to me. Somebody right now, my sister, my brother, today's the day for you to accept Jesus Christ, for you to become a member of the Watch Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. I'm talking to you today, my sister, my brother. Raise your hand wherever you are. Raise your hand, my sister, my brother. Today's the day for you to come back home. 
You were raised in church but got away from the church. You're saved but not connected to a church family. Raise your hand. There's somebody here, my sister, somebody here, my brother. Today's the day for you to come on back home and embrace God's love for you. Raise your hand, my sister. Raise your hand, my brother. Don't put it off till next Sunday. Don't put it off till the first Sunday. You can sell, you can stop self-sabotage right now. Let me go to this Super Bowl party first. Then now. Now. Today is the day of salvation. Ask your neighbor. Watch chapel. I want you to ask your neighbor. There's somebody right now. Stalling out. Somebody raise their hand. Somebody there. Okay, we got one right here. Amen. Look at, see, we'll look at God. See the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost work with me. I told my wife the other night, you can't lose with what I use. I ain't talking about Rep Mike. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost now. Some of y'all remember that. Huh? Can't lose with the Holy Ghost now. Y'all were looking like, oh Lord. P dub, P dub. <laughs> you can't lose with the Holy Ghost. Somebody else, my sister, my brother, you're here. Raise your hand, my sister. Raise your hand, my brother. Raise your hand. Here, hey saints, this word is for somebody. You're saved, you're a member of the church, but there's some sabotage you've been engaging in. You know better, but you've been sabotaging yourself. I want you to come to the altar. And there's somebody else. There's a little gap in the relationship between you and God, and you know you need to get closer. Come on to the altar. I want to pray over you. Come on, come on down. Self-sabotaging yourself. They asked you to apply for the position, but you didn't. Take a step forward. Everybody take a step forward. Come on down to the altar. You got the qualifications. You done talked yourself out of the job. got the money saved, you done talked yourself out of home ownership, well, I just know I need to get closer to God. I got the foundations book. I started reading the first week. Now I got a little dust on it. Come on down to the altar. I'm talking to somebody. Come on down. I made the resolution. I'm going to read the Bible the whole way through. And I was strong the first three weeks. Lord, I come in Jesus' name praying every man and woman at this altar 
those in the sanctuary, those in overflow, those in our virtual congregation. Pray now, God, for spiritual renewal in our relationship with you. Pray, God, that we might hunger and thirst after righteousness. Pray, God, that we desire to be all that we can be for the glory of God. Whatever areas of our lives, financially, relationally, spiritually, that we stop self-sabotage, health, health and wellness, money management, just hobbies that we don't need, habits that ain't holy, Creating us a clean heart, renewing us right spirits. Help us to begin afresh and anew today. We believe you, God, and we thank you for your unconditional love. Strong name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise. Saints, our African-American history ministry is coming forward. Before they come forward, as they come forward, I want to thank everybody for your faithful giving and tithing. We ask that you would continue to be faithful in your tithing and giving. You can give electronically, watchchapel.org backslash giving. You can give in person. We have lock standing, lock boxes in the lobby can mail your tithe and offering, 3703 Tryon Road, Raleigh, North Carolina, 27606. You can text to give, 73256. You can give through PayPal, stewardship at watchchapel.org. You can give through cash app, dollar sign, watchchapel. Please include your full name. We love you. We appreciate you. We thank you. Amen. Jacksonville, North Carolina, graduated from high school in 1975, graduated from college in 1979, and in 1981, I joined the military, and in 2003, I retired from the Navy. I have worked as a veteran service officer for the state of Tennessee and North Carolina from 2007 until December of 2022, where I am now presently retired. My future goal is to be a mentor to young men and women. Hiram Rebel was born a free man in Fairfoot, North Carolina in 1827. The son of a Baptist preacher, Rebel preached to free and enslaved men and women in various states while so repetitiously assisting fugitive slaves. In 1861, he served as a minister at the African Methodist Episcopal Church in Baltimore, Maryland. 
He eventually settled in Natchez, Mississippi after the Civil War, serving as presiding elder of the African Methodist Episcopal Church. One of 35 African Americans elected to the Mississippi State Legislature in 1869. At the time, the state of Mississippi had no representation in the Senate after Democrat Albert Brown and future Confederate President Jefferson Davis both vacated their seats when the state seceded from the Union in 1861. Mississippi gained readmission into Congress on February 23, 1870, but rebels swearing in would not take place in Washington, D.C. without controversy first. Three senators charged that rebels had not been a U.S. citizen for the constitutionally required nine years. In a 48 to 8 vote, the Senate voted to seat rebels. He then took the oath of office on February the 25th. His term ended on March 3rd, 1871, and he returned to Mississippi where he became the first president of what is now Alcorn State University. He died in Aberdeen, Mississippi on January the 16th, 1901, while attending a religious conference. John Chavis was born in either 1762 or 1763 to parents who were legally free during the era of slavery. Scholars have debated his birthplace, although two places in North Carolina, Pitt County and Granville County, show evidence that he was born in the Tar Heel State. John Chavis fought in our nation's struggle for independence as a soldier in the 5th Regiment of Virginia. Enlisting in December of 1778, he served three years in the Revolutionary War. In 1799, Chavis was licensed to preach and serve as a missionary for the General Assembly of the Presbyterian Church to slaves in Maryland, Virginia, and North Carolina. In 1807, Chavis traveled to Raleigh and preached to African Americans and white congregations in Granville, Orange, and Wake County. Unfortunately, his preaching days abruptly ended in 1832 after Nat Turner's rebellion. John Chavis was an educator as well as a preacher. He taught full-time following the ruling banning African Americans from preaching. John Chavis taught both races together in a school he opened in his home until white parents objected. Running a school for free African Americans for 30 years, John Chavis did all he could to prepare free African American children to face challenges of the 1830s. John Chavis died in 1838. The circumstances surrounding his death are unclear. However, many suspected that he was murdered because of his work to better the lives of African Americans. John Chavis' contributions to Raleigh were memorialized when the Chavis Heights apartment and Chavis Park were named in his honor in 1937. John Chavis' influence on both white and African Americans as a preacher as well as a teacher 
was far-reaching. Few free African-Americans in the South equaled John Chavis in literacy or financial status. He was a dedicated opponent of slavery as well as an influential civil rights leader in the South. This is American history. This is black history. This is the story of us. Thank you. Thank our African-American history ministry. Please obey the direction of our ushers as we leave. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. Amen.